0: Local news, talk, sports, and the hits of the 60s, 70s, and 80s. Kane 107.5. Good morning and welcome to Bayou Sports
1: here on a big Monday, October the 24th. And, uh, well, a lot to talk about this morning. Uh, We'll have Coach uh, Ryan Antoine on in the uh, second segment uh, and talking about his Westgate Tigers. Uh, Meanwhile... uh, in the NFL yesterday, some big games. Uh, also, college football. Hey, all our local teams won. Hallelujah. In the meantime, uh, of course, we kind of buried the Saints for right now. They played last Thursday, and things weren't looking good. We talked about that a little bit Friday. Also, we, um,
2: we will talk to Bob Rose, though, uh, at the top. Of yeah, Bob the, uh, Rose will be
1: uh, on with us in the last segment at 8 o'clock. Uh, always. Uh, happy to get his insight on things. Elsewhere, Major League Baseball. We know our two World Series teams, uh, the Houston Astros of the American League. and it's Those hard for two me dogs. To, yeah, it's always Man. hard for me to say the Houston Astros of the American League. Anyway, uh, and the Philadelphia Phillies, who fought through thick and thin to get to the World Series, as uh, they were the last National League team to qualify uh fart and uh they have gone through uh the defending champion and uh, others and uh the the Cardinals the Braves and uh, yeah, uh over the weekend uh they defeat the uh um, <laughs> help me jeff <laughs> they they beat the Phillies beat the Padres mm-hmm. uh yesterday four games to one I do believe yeah and uh the Astros sweep the Yankees going the – Boy, the uh, the Yankees are wondering if the their big home run hitter uh, Aaron Judge is going to hang around. He become a free agent. I, tell you what, uh,
2: I wonder too. Uh, his poor performance in the postseason, uh, how that might weigh on his kind. Con- sure, he hit sixty two home runs in the regular season, MVP probably. But what you do for me in the postseason? uh what is there? Is there something about uh, your inability to perform in the
1: postseason? And That's where we need you. Yeah, that's where they did need him. And uh, with regards to that, you know, Jeff, on the home run front, he started pressing when he was trying to hit that 60th and you know he went uh, what six or seven games without a home run and then once he hit 60 he he hit 61 uh, relatively in the next game or two but he went another seven or eight nine games before he hit 62 and i'm telling you you know when you try to powder the ball out of the uh yard you just ma- you maintain your balance and uh you got a stroke for base hits and of course he did hit over 300 this year and uh And, of course, he had an opportunity for the Triple Crown, but uh, led in our homers and RBIs. But uh, on the last, oh, I'd say three or four days of the season, just uh, batting average wasn't there. He he started to slump a little bit. But neither here nor there, the Yankees uh, scratching their heads, thinking about uh, next year. The Astros, uh, who got a lot of big home runs uh, when they needed them, from Berkman and Alvarez. and Bregman. Bregman from uh, former Tiger, from uh, LSU. And... um, what more can you say in the Ast- Astros pitching? It's just been phenomenal. So with Verlander, who's uh, the candidate to win the Cy Young this year and at 39 years of age. But uh, in the meantime, Houston and the uh, Phillies uh, head off, and um, wins the World Series four or five days from today will begin, I think Friday. Is that when it starts?
2: I would imagine either Saturday
1: or Friday. but uh, And I mean. they'll start it off in Houston. Yeah, They'll play the first two in Houston that have a day off and move to uh, Philadelphia, and hopefully the weather's not 25 degrees up there at this time of the year.
2: Yeah, Friday is game one, game two uh, Saturday, and then they're off on Sunday. Uh, yeah, that's,
1: that should be. they usually two, three, two, 3 2 and they'll uh, have That's kind
2: of why I thought they'd start Saturday and play on Saturday and Sunday well, and then take Monday off. Um,
1: well, but, they just don't want to compete with the NFL, too. Uh, That's my feelings on that, so, uh, you know, with all the NFL games. But the NFL play Monday night.
2: If game two of the World Series can't beat out some random game Sunday night, you're right, I wouldn't want to start it at noon when everybody's playing, but uh, just some random game on Sunday night that may or may not be uh, anything interesting, uh, that's kind of a shame. That tells me baseball's got some... uh, inferiority complex yeah,
1: i agree with you on that too and with regards uh you know they'll be playing down in uh, houston and um, uh, off the top of my head i don't know if the texans are going to be at home that weekend or not uh when the astros crank it up that saturday and uh sunday so uh we'll see but in the meantime uh wall series uh on tap uh to begin saturday and friday the friday that first game is going to be at 6 first pitch are we seeing it, that
2: it just shows me tbd i okay. would imagine a little after seven it's yeah, showing yeah, tbd on all the uh games but i'm that just may be this source
1: I, okay. I have a feeling they're set all right anyway in the meantime uh in the nfl you <laughs> I mean, some of the teams – of course, Seattle's had a good run. You know, Russell Wilson leaving the team and Geno Smith now, who's playing really some pretty good football. Uh, Seattle, the Jets, the Giants, the Commanders. Commanders knock off the Packers. Uh, Elsewhere, the Panthers knock off Tampa Bay. And you're wondering if all the time is finally catching up to uh, Brady. But, you know, Brady, as we discussed a little bit before we came on the air, uh, missing practices, uh, going here, attending that – and over a period of time you know you, you're not focused much but uh he um you know they have a losing record right now Tampa Bay does i think they're 3 and 4 uh, elsewhere carolina put it on him yesterday a uh, 21 to 3 uh PJ Walker uh the quarterback for uh the Panthers 16 out of 22 177 yards two touchdowns brady goes 32 out of 49 for 290 yards and uh uh, basically they get a field goal in uh fourth quarter, and that's their only scoring. So you have to wonder uh, where they're going elsewhere. Uh, yeah, yeah,
2: the problem with Brady, he's been texting with uh, Ron DeSantis, the governor over there. Oh,
1: wow. He is distracted. Yeah, he's not, yeah, he's not focused. Probably You're getting right. marital advice from Ron DeSantis. Not only that, um, his wife, uh, I think his wife really wanted him to retire last year. After the season, and I think he still wanted to play, felt he could still play. And uh, I think that with his marital issues right now, uh, you wonder if uh, that has a lot to do with it, along with uh, not being focused and missing practice and missing this. And anyway, but uh, in the meantime, Washington takes down Green Bay. Aaron Rodgers, uh, uh, a lack of words, is uh, Taylor Heneke, uh 20 out of 33, 201 yards, two touchdowns. Also Aaron Rodgers 23 out of 35 194 yards two touchdowns but uh uh Washington scores uh 10 in the third quarter three in the uh fourth uh Packers come back with a touchdown late to make it 23-21 but uh Washington wins a big game uh, uh the game that's uh
2: Yeah I was watching a pregame show I'm I'm not sure if it was Fox or CBS but uh yeah, you know, they really uh, were down on the Packers. They thought uh, at least uh, two of the guys on the panel thought uh, Washington was going to win that game, uh, suggesting that the Packers' defense just isn't uh, up to par.
1: Yeah, kind of surprising too. But uh, we all take it for granted. It may have been Sean uh, Payton. Sean Payton. That'd have, have been, been the. It. That'd have been Fox. Would that have been Fox? The Fox yeah. Boys. Yeah. Meanwhile, uh, the Giants keep it rolling, and they take down Jacksonville. At one time, uh, Jacksonville was ahead of them. Giants scored 10 points in the fourth quarter to win the game. Uh, uh, Trevor Lawrence throws for 310 yards for Jacksonville. Meanwhile, Daniel Jones and Shaquan Barkley. Uh, Barkley had 110 yards on uh, 24 attempts, and the Giants keep rolling. Uh looks like the uh, NFC South might be the worst uh, division in uh, – the NFL right
2: now. I don't know uh, when the Vikings are in first place and everybody else is under 500 in the NFC North. Uh, no bragging rights there. Well, I don't sure. think
1: anybody in the NFC South is over 500. I think Tampa Bay's three and four. The Saints are two and five. Uh, uh, Carolina's two and five, and the Falcons I think are three and four. Uh, the Falcons lost yesterday to Cincinnati. Joe Burrow keeps it going. Uh,
2: His first half was uh, yeah, phenomenal.
1: Yeah, you thought he had a shot at Van Brocklin's record of 550-something yards. Uh, he throws for 481, three touchdowns, 34 out of 42 as they blow past Atlanta. Atlanta made it a game. They scored 17 points in the second quarter to try to stay in there, but uh, Tampa comes back with a touchdown early in the third quarter, and they go on to win 35-17 in that uh, play there in Cincinnati. Of course, the Bears on tonight against New England, and that's our Monday Night Football game. Bears come in two and four, New England three and three. New England's a nine-point pick, Jeff. Over in uh, no, it's in New England. In New England, you're right at uh, Monday Night Football on ESPN. I, I'm,
2: I'm wondering if the Bears will be inspired to not let Belichick pass Papa Bear Hallis. Against them.
1: Uh, is, that, is this the game tonight, tonight uh, where he can... Uh,
2: they're tied right now at 324. Okay. Wins uh, as a head coach. And uh, th- this would be sort of the way the Dolphins stopped the Bears from going undefeated. That's right. You know, they had that in maybe that in the back season. of their minds. And uh, maybe uh, even though eventually Belichick gets the
1: record, not against the Bears. Well, and it
2: wouldn't be the record because Shula has the that's
1: record. That's right. Uh, the Bears are averaging a whole 15 and a half points a game. New England twenty three and a half. Uh offensively Chicago totals about the twenty-ninth in the league. They got thirty teams, so uh or uh, thirty-two teams excuse me. And then uh the New England's right in the middle, fourteenth. Uh, uh passing yards, the Bears are dead last, one forty five a game. Uh the uh Patriots are twenty first at two thirty seven. Uh, rushing yards, uh the Bears are second in rushing yards, hundred and seventy one a game. <laughs> Uh, New England's 11th at 131. Elsewhere, third down efficiency. The Bears at uh, 36%. The uh, Patriots 41%. Uh, fourth down, convergency, They're both at a third. Uh, they're tied for 25th. Time of possession, uh, New England's fifth. The Bears are 31st. Elsewhere on defense, uh, the Bears allow right at 20 points a game. New England 19. Total yards, uh, the Bears give up 342. New England gives up 339 passing yards the bears give up a uh, third in the league defensively against the pass, 179 uh new england gives up 219 uh their 17th uh, rushing yards the bears uh, give up 163 a game that's second to last and new england gives up 119 their 19th so uh interesting game tonight uh over uh in new england at uh, gillette stadium and um nfl action so um interesting uh uh, the game last night was pretty interesting. Boy, it looked like Miami was going to blow the Steelers out of the stadium as they jump out uh, quickly on their first two scoring drives. And uh, uh, the Steelers come back uh, and uh, score 10 points in the second quarter. New England scores uh, three in the second. And that's the game. Nobody scores again in the second half as the Dolphins uh, win a big game, 16-10. to 10. Uh, uh, Late interception uh, kind of sealed it. Yep. That's what I read, anyway. It was not up. Right. It just wasn't uh, that. But in the meantime, uh, it was a pretty good game. But they'd started to, like, watch paint dry in the second half. But uh, I turned it off by then and uh, moved on to watch a little bit of the uh, ball game and all. And uh, a lot of rain delays, too, uh, up in New York. Man, I was thinking they were going to have to play the game uh, tomorrow, it looked Mm. like. But uh, they made it through in Major League Baseball, and uh, we'll see what, uh, as we mentioned, uh, they're going to be playing, uh, they start Friday, how uh, many games into, uh, of course, if they win, someone either team wins four in a row, they'll still be playing into uh, November, the first week of November, and possibly, yeah, they'll, they'll probably play to. Uh, yeah, game four would be Tuesday night, uh, the first. So Okay, and off day, uh, no, they'll play again the next night and then they'll have an off-day Thursday and Friday and Saturday if they go seven games. So uh, they'll be playing until November uh, uh, that date. So anyway, uh, of course, uh, in our next segment, uh, we'll have Coach Ryan Antoine on. Uh, boy, the Tigers ha- had a rough game against LCA. Uh, uh, he'll indicate that to us. Of course, uh, they play uh, again uh, the following week, uh, this week, this Friday night, I do believe, uh, I'm looking uh, at our – Good old pocket god here trying to see the Westgate Tigers as they take on uh, just another out of the frying pan into the fire St. Thomas Moore. They'll go head to Lafayette to play uh, the Cougars in a big game uh, uh, in that regard. Elsewhere, Jeff, I'm just trying to look up uh, just uh, on uh, sports stories uh, around uh, the league. Uh, of course, the Phillies, first time back in the World Series since '09 when the Yankees beat them. It uh, turns out paying Bryce Harper $330 million was a pretty good investment if you call making it to the World Series uh, your best bet. He continues to be a hot hitter. Hit that two-run bomb last night in the eighth as the uh, Phillies. Some
2: criticism that Josh Hader wasn't brought in.
1: Yeah, I heard that. Yeah, with regards to bringing him in from the pin. He was warming up in the pin when he knocked it out the park. Anyway... Um, after the ending the season in a slump, Harper has really come on. Uh, he's 8 for 20, hitting four hundred, two two homers, three doubles, five RBIs, four runs in the NLCS MVP postseason. He's 18 out of 43, hitting four nineteen with five homers, six doubles, 11 RBIs, 10 runs, and a 10-game hitting streak and that's pretty uh, crazy right now. He's wild stat. He's 1.351 OPS. So far, it would be the fourth-highest mark ever in a single postseason, minimum 10 games, and uh, he's uh, he's on fire. And, uh, you know, I want to say that uh, they're – what did they win? 85 games in the regular season? Maybe a little better than that, but not much. Uh, yeah, I don't think he's uh, – they've done more than uh, – any more than that. Uh, the only team who ever – Won less than that uh, than the Phillies and won a World Series. It was the Cardinals in 06 when they beat the Tigers. Uh, Of course, the Mets in 73 won 82 and 79. They lost to the A's, though. The Cardinals, as I mentioned, won 83 games. They beat the Tigers in uh oh six. The Twins went eighty five and seventy seven and beat the Cardinals in eighty seven. That was a series where all the home teams won their World Series games. In ninety seven the Indians went eighty six and seventy five and lost to the Marlins. The two thousand Yankees uh went eighty seven and seventy four. They beat the Mets and of course uh the Phillies went eighty seven and seventy five on the season, and we'll see what happens. Of course, personally, I think the Astros are the best team in baseball. They can hit. They've good pitching. Their defense is adequate. And uh, And really, they've been showing that pretty much since the All-Star break. Yeah, you're right. And they've they've come on. The Yankees started the year on fire uh, back in April and May and June. They were like 60-22 and or something of that nature, and you thought they'd won 120 games. But uh, after the All Star break, uh, they played under 500 most of the way. And uh, of course, Jeremy Pena, uh, two more hits, adding a three run homer. And uh, the 25 year old rookie went 6 for 17, hit feet 353 with two homers, four RBIs in a series. Dusty Baker, he'll now have an opportunity to win a World Series. I think he was 0 for 3 with three different teams. Uh, he
2: wasn't uh, there in 2019. Or no, that scandal hadn't broke yet. That's right. That's or- right.
1: I don't. I, anyway, let's say let's put it this way: at seventy three years of age and one hundred and thirty five days, he'll be seeking his first title. You know, and Houston uh, is just uh, the third team in the wild Court era since nineteen ninety five to sweep their way into the World Series. Their last loss came October third against the Phillies. Interesting, huh? Mm-hmm. <laughs> the other side, the Yankees postseason woes continue. They haven't been to World Series since uh, '09, and uh, it's the longest street by any team. Uh, I want to say the Yankees have lost each of the last five ALCS. They've appeared in, which is the longest street by any team since 69. They've played in just one World Series over the past 19 years. Can that be accurate? They played in, yeah, '09. That was it. They, they didn't play in any World Series. They won it in 2000. And uh, The Phillies? No, the uh, Yankees. Yeah. They won it in 96, 90, 98, 99, and 2000, I believe, because 97, the Marlins won it. Uh, but then
2: they won it in 2009,
1: the Yankees. Yeah, did. they did. And uh, that's probably the longest drought they've had in a long time uh, for the Yankees. Uh, of course, they went really, after the 64 season, they went all the way to 76 when the Reds swept them in the World Series, and they came back the next two years to beat the Dodgers. So, uh Anyway, uh a pair of uh former XFL quarterbacks, I didn't know that led their teams uh, to victories over the weekend and uh PJ Walker was one of them as the uh, Panthers beat the Bucks, didn't realize he was in an XFL. And of course, Taylor Henneke led the Commanders past uh uh the Packers. So uh uh anyway, Joe Cool continues it uh 481 passing yards. He just did terrific yesterday. Giants keep winning. They improved. The Giants, who would have said the Giants would be 6-1 and one at this point during uh, the season? And uh, six wins have come. You ready? By one point, by three points, by four points, five, six, and eight points. The uh, Giants, six wins. So And the Jets, I mean, their 16-9 to win over the Broncos gives them four straight wins for the first time in seven years. Elsewhere, uh, Seahawks rookie Kenneth Walker, he ran for 168 yards yesterday, two TDs, and they clocked him at 22.09 miles per hour on his 74-yard scamper, the fastest of any ball in the league right now. Uh, so um, it's, it's going to be interesting. Of course, we talked about the Monday night game tonight uh, with the Bears and uh, the Patriots, so it um, should be an interesting uh, take. And one final thought, too, Jeff, before maybe we head to a break in the next couple of minutes. Is that the Pelicans were two and zero heading to New Orleans for their first home opener at the um, at the stadium uh, the 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 which King what the Smoothie King and uh, they played, the of all people they opened up with the Jazz the Utah Jazz who took their their name to Utah and they lose in overtime uh, last night uh, by a score of one twenty two to one twenty one they said the house was packed. So maybe uh the uh, movement now is from the Saints to the uh to the Pelicans in New Orleans. But uh the Pelicans should have a pretty good basketball team. They they went on the road and beat Brooklyn and came down and play, played Charlotte Hornets uh, and beat them and uh, and pretty easily they beat the Nets. Uh I'm trying to recall the Charlotte score, but in the meantime, uh the 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 Pelicans playing well, uh Uh, But uh, Zion Williamson, hip injury now. Oh, yeah. Suffered a posterior
2: hip contusion before exiting uh, the overtime loss yesterday. Uh, Finished with 25 points, six rebounds, one assist in some 30 minutes. Entering yesterday's game, he had averaged 20.5 points a game, seven boards, three assists in the team's first two games. So, again, uh, don't... um, not as worried about that. It's not a, a right. fracture. It's not a sprain. It's it's a cut. Yeah. You know, and again, hopefully uh, he'll be able to get past that.
1: Yeah. Ingram didn't have a good game yesterday. Usually he's he's he and Williamson along with McCollum are usually uh, pumping in points. McCollum had 28 uh, last night. Uh, Williamson 25. Ingram only had 10. Of course, he only played 10 minutes. So I'm wondering if maybe he had the injury bug too. Um, not sure playing only ten minutes usually he's a thirty five to forty minute guy and uh not sure what happened uh in that game with him. Uh um the uh the big uh I can't I, I'd like to remember his name Valencenias Valen that's the big center. He uh he had nine rebounds, no blocks, uh but the Hornets I mean the Hornets, the uh the pelicans uh get beat uh they were beat getting beat pretty good heading into halftime and then came back and tried to make a game of it uh, outscoring the uh the jazz 26-17 then lose 12-11 in the overtime period so anyway uh basketball uh baseball football hockey it's all going on right now so uh in the meantime, uh, like I mentioned, we'll talk a little bit more. we got Coach uh, Ryan Antoine to come up next, Jeff, To uh, ready for that break and get him on the line.
2: Yeah, we're probably in a position, and again, Bob Rose uh, with SI.com to talk Saints with us at the top of the hour. And in between those, of course, we welcome your thoughts at three six seven one two four
1: zero 367-1240. That is correct. So listen to us on the FM band at 1075 or the AM band at 1240. Anyway, let's go ahead and take our first break this morning. You're listening to Bayou Sports here on a big Monday, October the 24th. We'll have Coach Ryan Antoine on the line with us, hopefully, when we come back. And we'll be right back after this.
2: The Quarter Tavern is the premier spot for live music this Thursday. It's Southern Jack. Remember, never cover at the Quarter Tavern. Quarter Tavern, 910 East Main, across from McDonald's, best spring prices in Deberry. Domestic beer, just $2. Imports $3 all day, every day, other than during bands and special benefits. 19 TVs has you covered for the Saints and LSU, and no bar with more outdoor seating. Monthly bingo is back on Thursday, November 17th. And don't forget, Quarter Tavern, now serving fresh fruit, margaritas, and
0: daiquiris.
2: Go to AnswerToPain.com.
4: Is it time for a new roof or to repair the old one? Hi, this is Jake Blanchard with L.A. Classic Roofing. We're a third-generation roofing contractor that has been in the business for over 70 years. As a locally owned and operated company, we're also licensed and insured for your peace of mind. We offer free estimates and a $100 referral fee for full roof replacement. Check us out on Facebook at L.A. Classic Roofing. And the number to call is 465-3888. L.A. Classic Roofing, professional roofing solutions since the 1950s. Now back to Bayou Sports. Phone lines are
0: open to talk sports at 367-1240. Welcome back to Bayou Sports here on
1: a big Monday, October the 24th. Uh, here on Kane Radio and on the line with us is head football coach of the Westgate Tigers, Coach Ryan Antoine. Good morning, Coach, and welcome to the show.
5: Good morning, good morning.
1: Yeah, I know uh, your team uh, traveled uh, over to Lafayette uh, last Friday night and uh, taking on Lafayette Christian uh Things didn't go the way you wanted them to, as uh, the Tigers suffer a defeat. Uh, Coach, I know you were on Sports Corner uh, Saturday morning for a little while, and uh, could you maybe just give us a quick synopsis of the game? And uh, of course, uh, this week's opponent doesn't get any easier. You're gonna head to Lafayette again to th- take on the St. Thomas Moore Cougars.
5: Yes, sir. We're not there, you know, and then didn't play our best ball game against uh, LCA, and felt like you know we you know did an amazing job of, of beating ourselves and not converting and not doing things that we need to do on both sides of the line. And also, even on specialty lost all passes for the game. Uh, they jumped out on us, you know, a couple of plays early on. And it was 7-6, I think, going into the second quarter and, and a couple of big plays here and there. And uh, not converting in situations, uh, I think he kind of put us in the bind. I don't we threw two interceptions in the first half. Uh, we also fumbled. Uh, they had a safety in the second half. And uh, I think they also blocked the punt in the second half. So, uh, we had over 350 yards of of, of total offense, and uh, only game up 12 points. So, in that time, we kind of do some things like that. You know, that's we, we, we're uh, you know we, we did an amazing job, of not, you know, just converting, doing the thing we're doing, also not stopping them. They gave up over 250 yards passing, uh, which is unlike you know things that we need to do. So, definitely got to go in there and do a, a better job of not you know giving the game away. We felt like, but LSU did an amazing job of converting and, and capitalizing. We played good teams. That's what they're supposed to do, so you don't know, have to offer those guys for doing that, and we just have to lick our wounds. Guys got knocked that around in the chin and in the face and get better. Like I said, it doesn't get any easier this week against STM, but it definitely gets you ready for, you know, the postseason, so we're definitely looking forward to the challenge.
0: You know,
2: offensive struggles, obviously, uh, certainly the statistics would suggest that. Anything LCA did that you can correct against St. Thomas more?
5: Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, it just, like, you know, just... Get you know, getting lined up a little bit better and just making sure that we convert and, and do the things that we need to do on both sides of the ball and also even on such team, It's just I just think if we, if we take care of, you know, ours, our business and do the things that we do well and the thing that got us, you know, to this point I think we'll be okay. You know, uh, like I say, uh, the last two of three years against that team, you know, we've been able to do our job and, and come over with victories and uh, we've been in pretty convinced last year so you know, we're definitely not going there playing the name we just know we've got to go in there and execute and play football that we play our Westgate the football that we been accustomed
2: to for the last four or five years, we'll be fine. Yeah, you know, uh, you uh, lost to Turlings, uh, St. Thomas Moore uh, beat Turlings, and now your opportunity to beat St. Thomas more that triangle that helps keep you in the mix.
5: Yeah, I mean, it's just, you know, it's just the type of district that we have. I mean, any given night, you know, somebody can go down, you know, and I feel like, you know, definitely the teams, you know, us, STM, Turlings, and LC are, you know, some of the top four teams in the state. You know, so that's something that we got to, you know, take pride in and be ready for. And it definitely, you know, like I say it gets you ready and if you're not pumped and ready to play these type of games, you know, you'll, you'll, you'll lose. So, which is, you know, the coach is at a, you know at a good level. So we're excited about it. We take on the challenge.
2: Yeah, I'm curious to see how the brackets, uh, the playoff brackets fall and how deep uh, each of these teams, those four teams you mentioned, could go into the playoffs and how early one might have to face another.
5: Yeah, that's, you know, the the crazy part is, like I said, we play all these teams and they won't even see them again. You know, once they get in the playoffs, they'll go play in their private school bracket and then we'll, you know, we'll go play in our our side where they they put us at. So, you know, it's, you know, like I told you, know, at the beginning of the year, you know, I think, you know, it's terrible and the way they do things is that, you know, I don't know who's doing the thinking behind it, but, you know, we can't do nothing about that. You know, we're heading into week nine and, you know, I feel like we're still at the spot, you know, Definitely, you know, don't like that we lost the game and that, and that we're sitting at six and two. We definitely feel we could easily be eight. Now, just you know, we got to go in there, and, you know, fix some things and be ready. So, I mean, that's what you know we're about to do right now: look at some film and get ready for this upcoming week and be ready to roll.
2: Yeah, I haven't seen PowerPoints uh, for a few weeks. I think the 11th was the last time I saw the LHSAA posting unofficial numbers. But any idea where you're at uh, right now there?
5: Uh, we're sitting at nine, uh, you know, which is still not, you know, not, not a bad spot for us. I mean, like that, I think last year we were five or something like that. So, you know, dude, we want to try to stay around that top ten range. And like I said, with Jeff, I don't really even know how this thing goes, and I don't know who plays who and all that type of stuff. And I mean, we kind of not try to get caught up in that. And I like I said that that's for them to deal with. They may change it before the players even start and tell us we got to go play in and all like that So So I don't know what's going to happen. So but we just want to go play football and. Wherever they tell us to go, that's where
2: we'll go. There you go. Any uh, JV uh, games left on uh, Westgate's schedule?
5: Yes, we actually have one tonight uh, at six o'clock at our place against STM. Admission will be five dollars. So definitely come out and support our kids and support our younger kids. You know, we're building up those those kids. They've been doing real well this year. I think they may only lost. Mm, well, I think they only lost one game to turn this whole season. So I mean, they're doing real well as well.
2: Yeah, building blocks for uh, future teams, right?
5: Yes, sir. That's what it's all about.
2: All right. Well, Coach, uh, appreciate you joining us this morning. As always, best of luck with your week of preparation. Uh, and, again, uh, let's see some fan support tonight, but also next Friday night uh, at St. Thomas
5: More. Yes, sir. Definitely need the fans to come out. It'll be a packed house, for uh, us $10 for admission. I think you can buy the tickets online as well, but you can also buy them at the gate. So please come out and support our community and support our kids.
2: All right. Coach, always a pleasure. We'll check in with you again on Saturday morning.
5: Yeah, good luck all right, thank to you, you Coach. Man. Good luck.
2: Appreciate it. Coach Ryan Antoine over at Westgate. And, uh, again, tall task. Uh, And, boy, you know, I I kind of forgot about that uh, whole situation with the playoffs. That's Uh, right. You know, again, uh, you get roughed up by these teams in the regular season but then don't get a chance to come back in the
1: postseason. And I'm I'm trying to recall how many teams will qualify in the playoffs. 28. In that division. Uh, Not a division that's in the non-select. In the –
2: non-select it's 28 teams in the select it's 24 okay
1: yeah i remember that was a big issue uh with the uh commissioner stating that uh you know they had one in nine teams making the playoffs and they wanted to advert that and change that and, and uh with uh, and that was a 32 team bracket and, and
2: and again i kind of like the system what what they've done but to coach antoine's thought uh I wish I would have known this when I scheduled my teams, those kind of right. situations. Oh, and, I hear you. You know, uh, again, you know, if this stands, if the principals don't do something to stop it, I haven't, you know, I know uh, back in mid-September they were talking about lawsuits to maybe uh, yeah. stop this, but I haven't heard anything along those lines. But uh, we'll see if the principals, you know, and, and the principals may see how it falls out and say, you know, we kind of liked it. Yeah. It, it. It didn't work out too badly or yeah, we agree with our coaches that they should have been able to schedule teams uh, based on what they knew about the postseason. But that will work itself out in a couple of years.
1: Yeah, not only that, but uh, as you mentioned, the principals could just throw this or are they in complete chaos come, chaos come January. And then uh, the teams they play this year, ju- this is the first year of their scheduling. You know, they're running right. two-year uh, so next year they, they'll be reversed as where a lot of these uh, pretty good teams will travel to Westgate here in town, uh, and they'll they'll go on the road to face Turling. So, but uh, in the meantime, uh, I do believe they've, they've only suffered two losses. Uh, sure. I think in their last uh, the couple ball games, two top teams. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. I mean, four four of the teams in four A uh, are in this district. Uh, Ooh, just saw a whole
2: teams. bunch of Pelican waste cans go by on oh, a
1: truck. Yeah, that's the new. Uh, the new can of the year, isn't it? On the
2: Tesh Matters, and I hate to deviate too much, uh, but but we've got a different audience in the morning than maybe uh, during Tesh Matters, but go to the Tesh Matters Facebook page and there's a bunch of frequently asked questions about uh, the new garbage pickup, which begins next Tuesday. Uh, So again, like for me who gets garbage picked up on Tuesday, presumably the Republic uh, picks up my trash and then another truck comes by and picks up my can correct i don't have the new can
1: yet so okay. I'm,
2: I'm really hoping that i've got one sitting out um sometime before wednesday
1: at yeah. least wednesday's my day to put out my tr- well i put it out tuesday evening i want to have it picked up because they come early
2: yeah and uh, net is their website and they've got some good information on it uh easy to navigate through it and uh, again just I, I i'm in a unique situation where sometimes uh, we kind of get lost between the cracks so anyway i've got an email address that i plan on using uh if i don't have one by wednesday
1: uh, anyway with uh with that back to bayou sports uh jeff uh and uh our local teams uh you know <laughs> had some heartbreaks had some surprises uh, in that regard uh uh, oh, I thought one of the big ones, of course, St. Thomas Moore over Turling's Catholic uh, in a back-and-forth game, 35-30. The Panthers journey to Franklin, and uh, they get upset, in my opinion. Uh, uh, special teams and some breakdowns uh, in the course of the game uh, uh, with turnovers uh, uh, help uh, the Franklin Hornets uh, top Catholic high 38-30. We'll have Coach Scott Watney on tonight to talk about that on the CHS Coach's show uh elsewhere, Kaana gets uh beat by Southside that Southside team must be pretty good, Jeff, as they take down oh, my goodness Anna. you know uh, I was impressed I, I was impressed uh, when they played Nish yeah, hopefully we can get coach Artie Lowe's on uh, um, uh is it tomorrow Wednesday? Wednesday, yeah, they hammered west saint mary forty seven to fourteen Notre Dame over to quincy uh Appaloosas beat Cecilia. Surprised at that score, Sam Houston and Karen Crow. Was this a basketball game or a football game? Uh, Seventy-two to fifty-five.
2: Should have probably asked Coach Antoine. Having faced Karen Crow, uh, no, he did, yeah he did face Karen Crow. No, no, they didn't face Karen Crow this year. Yeah, the
1: Nish did. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, uh, Vermillion Catholic uh, they keep going at forty-three to nothing over Centerville. Uh, North Vermillion takes down Northside forty-two to twenty. Of course, the Westgate score I have here, 35-6 to six, uh, LCA. It only. was actually 12. Yeah, I, they scored late, I do believe. And uh,
2: uh, AP missed that. Yes. One, of the, one of the two sources had had it wrong, but it was 12.
1: Anyway, uh, Yellow Jackets uh, get a big win over Como, the Spartans, 48-12. to 12. Of course, we'll have Coach Josh Learman on later on during the week to speak about that. Jennerette uh, takes down Holland Baptist. Uh, I know Coach Rick Hudson, we'll talk to him uh, during the week uh generate 40 to nothing of holland baptist and as you mentioned uh, off the air holland's got uh you know some numbers issues a lot of inexperience out in the field and some some of the better players hurt too you know they're on their fourth quarterback yeah year, that's that's amazing know? that's amazing anyway uh so high school teams uh going back to uh college teams all our local college teams uh uh one big games boy lsu just uh down to, uh, I think they were down at halftime 20-17, to 17, I do believe, then just blew out the Rebels in the second half by a score of 45-20. When you hold uh, uh, Ole as uh, offense, prolific offense, to no points in the second half, you're playing pretty good defense. And they talked about uh, Perkins, the linebacker from LSU, coming in and uh, true freshman and uh, turning the lights on for the defense. Elsewhere, the Cajuns uh, in a tight game early, but pull away from uh, the Red Wolves of Arkansas State, and they go on to win uh, a game gate, getting back on the winning track uh, as they won uh, ten days ago against Marshall up there, and my Greenies. They keep winning. They uh get out to thirty five nothing at halftime and just uh uh they sat on it a little bit too much in the second half, but they pull out a thirty eight to twenty eight win over uh the Memphis Tigers. So uh college football and uh trying to see uh I know the uh A P poll is out. I'm trying to pull up uh, the uh ap poll in that regard jeff and uh with college football and i think lsu jumped into the top 25 not only in the top 25 but they jumped into the top 20 uh as they knock off the rebels who are i think they were ninth in the ap poll and uh the um, tigers just played so well in that regard uh of course, Georgia. Still, uh, I believe, the number one team. you
2: number 20 in the college, uh, in the coaches' poll.
1: Okay, there were 18, I think, in the uh, AP poll. And uh, just amazing uh, how they just handled a good Ole Miss team. Of course, they're off this weekend. The
2: traditional Halloween weekend off date heading into Alabama.
1: And, you know, they always played Ole Miss Halloween week. I mean, that was forever, uh, I can recall and uh they're off this week of course they hammered Ole Miss earlier last week and uh both Alabama is off too for that matter and it's been tradition yeah to kind do this. of uh, kind of you're right about that so let's see and uh, Alabama in, in my mind
2: is this the first off week for LSU
1: it is my week I, uh, I do believe it is
2: and having played uh, that early game too uh, yeah. Actually, it wasn't uh, – no, that was a normal week start time. They didn't that's right. Play the, that was Florida State that played the week prior. So, it'll be interesting to see what Brian Kelly does with two weeks off.
1: Yeah, and Alabama comes to Tiger Stadium, too. Uh, haven't seen the time on that game yet, so I'm wondering. It has
2: not been determined.
1: Yeah, so uh, if that's not a primetime game, I'd be very surprised uh, in that regard. So, uh, of course, the Tigers, after they uh, – Take on Alabama, still have to journey to Fayetteville to take on Arkansas, UAB. Uh, that's, of course, Alabama-Birmingham. And then they travel to Texas a- A&M for the last game. Tigers got a chance. They get by Alabama. They can beat Arkansas, UAB, and A&M. So, uh, uh, Kelly would have a, a pretty good initial season when a lot of people were kind of hesitant. Uh, of course, I think beating Florida really got him on track, uh, in that or, or Mississippi State for that matter. Uh, State has had some pretty good years uh, and uh, passing team uh, over at uh, at State in Starkville. So we'll see what the Tigers do as they take on Alabama, not this Saturday. And then that's Daylight Savings Time weekend, if my memory serves you right. We'll all gain an hour. Uh, in other words you you push the clocks back, you fall back an hour, or so uh that Are night.
2: people going to complain about an hour extra sleep i don 't like think they so. do in the
1: spring i don't think yeah. so <laughs> i don't think so anyway, you just got to remember too uh in that regard but uh college football um in the air, and uh the saints uh this week uh I think they take on the Raiders in New orleans uh in a big game, so we 'll see if uh we'll see if uh James Winston might be available for the Saints this coming weekend as the Raiders come to town uh uh to play the Saints and of course they after that the Ravens come to town and uh then uh then up to Pittsburgh but then the Rams the 49ers uh well the 49ers they got hammered by the Chiefs uh they were in the game for a while and then the Chiefs was, they scored I think 30 points in the second half to down the 49ers who at one time had the best defense in the NFL so um, we'll see how that's all going to play out, too, in that regard. Anyway, Jeff, let's go ahead and take our next break. And uh, at the 8 o'clock hour, we'll have Bob R- Rose on to talk a little bit about the Saints. Well, you're listening to Bayou Sports here on Kane Radio, FM 107.5 and AM 1240. We'll be back uh,
0: in, uh, in
1: a sh- few short minutes right after this.
0: Hey, guys, if you're looking for the top golf experience in Iberia Parish, you need to look no further than Kane Row Golf and Turf Club. Low or high handicappers will enjoy the beautiful greens, the recently refurbished sand traps, and incredibly plush fairways. And by the way, you don't have to be a golfer to enjoy Cane Road. The brand new clubhouse sports some of the best burgers, pizza, wings, and many other choices along with absolutely the best, most potent margaritas that you've ever tried. So whether it's golf, food, or just some fun, come to Cane Row and enjoy.
6: I am Jacob Lander, and I'm tired of seeing Louisiana fumble away good-paying jobs to our neighbors across the Sun Belt. That's why I'm running for state representative of District 49, because bringing opportunity back to Louisiana is a touchdown for all of us. As your next state representative, I will work hard to expand vocational training programs so that all of our people can have the tools to succeed. I am Jacob Landry, and I am a proven job creator. All I need is your support and your vote. Paid for by the Jacob Landry for Louisiana Campaign.
2: The Quarter Tavern is the premier spot for live music this Thursday. It's Southern Jack. Remember, never cover at the Quarter Tavern. Quarter Tavern, 910 East Main, across from McDonald's, best drink prices in Deberry. Domestic beer, just $2. Imports $3 all day, every day, other than during bands and special benefits. 19 TVs has you covered for the Saints and LSU, and no bar with more outdoor seating. Monthly bingo is back on Thursday, November 17th. And don't forget, Quarter Tavern, now serving fresh fruit, margaritas, and daiquiris.
3: What does the 50th anniversary of Title IX mean? It means I'm valued. I'm empowered. I can do anything. It means I'll pave the way for every girl who plays high school sports in the future. Just like every female student, coach, official, and administrator blaze the trail for me. Because every student deserves the opportunity to play. Encourage girls you know to participate in Louisiana high school sports.
0: This message presented by the LHSAA and the Louisiana High School Athletic Directors Association. Now back to Bayou Sports on the all-new Kane
1: 107.5. Welcome back to Bayou Sports here on a big Monday, uh, October the 24th. Uh, the AP Top 25 poll is out. I uh, have in front of me, of course, Georgia maintains the number one spot. They had 31 first-place votes, followed by Ohio State with 18. Boy, they hammered Iowa uh, Saturday. Tennessee comes in at 13. Uh, at third, Michigan fourth. Clemson drew a first place vote. They come in at fifth. They had a tough time with Syracuse. A uh, uh, late pick, I think, uh, ended up winning the game for them against Syracuse in Clemson. Elsewhere, Alabama comes in at number six. Uh, uh, they hammered Mississippi State. Mississippi State, I think, scored in the last play of the game, maybe, it thirty-one to six. I can't even remember if they tried. The extra point conversion. TCU gets by uh, as they're still undefeated. They they beat Oklahoma State uh, a game of uh, two undefeated. Oregon. Hammers UCLA out on the West Coast uh, uh, Saturday afternoon. Oklahoma State didn't fall four. Uh, They went from seven, I think, nine. USC comes in at 10th. Wake Forest uh, at uh, a a 10. I should say a tied for 10th. Uh, UCLA tied for 10th. They come in at 12th. Penn State at 13th. Utah 14th. Ole Miss dropped uh, uh, six to seven spots. So they dropped to number 15 after being hammered by LSU in the second half. Syracuse dropped a little bit. They won, defeated uh, like Clemson. They dropped to 16th. Illinois, Jeff, uh, got a pretty good football fight a the line. I have a pretty good team this year uh, as they come in at 17. Of course, LSU jumps from, I think, 26 in the vote category, they're up to 18th on the AP poll, uh, followed by Kentucky, Cincinnati, North Carolina, Kansas State, the Green Wave. Tulane comes in at 23rd, North Carolina State at 24th, and South Carolina, the Gamecocks, Jeff, jump up to 25th. I, I didn't realize the uh, type year they were having. I-, I know they have at least two losses. They must be 6-2 uh, and two in that regard. Uh, elsewhere, others receiving vote. Texas fell out. Uh, they're at uh, 26. Liberty. Uh, then Oregon State, Mississippi State, Maryland, Troy, uh, uh, University of Texas, San Antonio, Arkansas drew a vote, Washington drew a vote, and Florida State drew a vote also, Uh, so that's the AP top 10, and uh, big games uh, on tap this week in college football uh, with regards to, uh, I don't know if they have many undefeated teams uh, this week. uh, um, UL plays Southern Miss over on a Thursday night game at six thirty at Cajun. Or excuse me, that's at uh, Hattiesburg.
2: Well they got to get some fans out. Okay, it's not at yeah, home, but, but right. watching a Saturday's game, it was brutal. Really, there's like four people in this. I'm
1: exaggerating. I know of course, you are, but, but still, but it, it, it a few saddened. thousand people yeah. is what you're telling me for a thirty six, thirty seven thousand seat stadium. Uh, UL comes in. Uh, they're playing pretty good football. Take down Marshall up there and. uh uh, beat Arkansas State, I believe the final was maybe 37. 38 to 18. 18, yeah. I knew it was about a 20-point game. Uh, 42 and a half so over and under in that game, was the, the Cajuns will head to Hattiesburg at M.M. M. Roberts Stadium. On ESPN2, that game will be at uh, 6.30 uh, Thursday evening for the Cajuns. Uh, Cajuns uh, come in averaging 27 points a game. Southern Miss, 25. Uh, Cajuns, 357 yards of total offense. uh, Southern Miss, 334. Passing UL, 228 a game. Southern Miss, 209. Rushing yards, the Cajuns, 129. Southern Miss, 125. Third down conversions, the Cajuns are going at a little over 41%. uh, Southern Miss, 36. Fourth down conversions, uh, the Cajuns are at 46. uh, Southern Miss is at 58. Pretty impressive. Uh, elsewhere on time of possession, the Cajuns around a uh, little over 29 minutes, 28 for the uh, 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 the Screaming Eagles. I should say the Eagles. Uh, elsewhere on defense, you're only allowing 19 points a game. That's 21st in the country. Southern Miss at 22. They're 35th uh, total yards. You're always giving up uh, 342 a game, 32nd. Southern Miss 350 a game. They're 37th in the country. Uh, passing defense, the Cajuns give up 219 four fifty third and uh elsewhere the the eagle southern miss 238 a game on rushing yards the cajuns give up uh, 123 southern miss uh 112 so uh interesting game cajuns go in That's pretty impressive when you leave your home field and you're a favorite on uh the other team's field by two points uh, at uh, they're giving uh, Southern Miss two points Occasions Cajuns so Coach Mike Desimo's team playing pretty good football right now the last couple of games. They hit a little spot there for a while where they just couldn't get things going. But offensively, it looks like uh, they're starting to move the ball and uh, take advantage of uh, some turnovers. So uh, playing heads-up football for the Cajuns. So uh, see if they can't take down Southern Miss and keep that winning streak going. They're at two in a row right now. And I believe their record is 4-3 and three on the year as their winning streak, their 15-game winning streak, was taken down by Rice earlier in the year. So uh, Cajun's playing pretty pretty well right now, Jeff. They are playing pretty well. And hopefully uh, we'll get uh, Bob Rose on to talk about the Saints' last Thursday night game as the Saints, uh, well, just had a rough time, Jeff, uh, with – they turned the ball over. I think they had uh, three picks and – Two
2: pick sixes. Yeah, that's right. All in the first half, right? That's right, and that that was the thing. Well, and Coach Allen saying, "Well, we just hope he keeps doing what he's been doing." Yeah, and then people were like, "Yeah, we we need three more interceptions in the second half." Come on,
1: boy, you're you're right about that. And uh, the Saints, um, of course, they take on the Raiders, who've had their their uh, their problems too. But uh, we'll see what the Saints can do. And maybe Jameis Winston might be back, and some of their other players have missed some time. Uh, not sure about Jarvis Landry uh Michael Thomas, uh, who knows with he uh with his ankle injury or a leg injury uh it'd be nice to get him back and uh yeah, What did the
2: Raiders do yesterday? I, I, I
1: they might have been off yesterday. Uh if my memory serves me right, let's see uh in the, Yeah, they were not cuz they've yeah. only had six games. Yeah, they uh they were off along with Buffalo the Rams and uh Minnesota the Oh, that's that's uh yeah. So we'll see uh as uh Let's see the teams that will be off this week: Kansas City and the Chargers. So, uh, really, just the two. Yeah. Anyway, but Las Vegas heading to New Orleans at two and four. The Saints two and five. So, uh, anyway, stay tuned as we'll see if the Saints can't get something going offensively. Uh, they need some uh, need to protect the ball and uh, and secure it. So. Anyway, Jeff, uh, just about that time to give Bob Rose a call, get his thoughts on last Thursday night's game. Uh, you're listening to uh, Kane Radio, FM 107.5 and AM 1240. We'll be back with Bob Rose and more on Bayou Sports here all right after
6: this. The athletic field provides challenges that test the competitor. It is in that challenge that you realize you can accomplish things you have never thought you could accomplish. I am Jacob Landry, and I'm running for state representative in District 49. I've created hundreds of jobs good-paying jobs that families can build prosperous lives based on those jobs this is my challenge and i need your help your vote and your support will ignite a bright new future for all of us
0: paid for by the jacob landry for louisiana campaign
6: celebrating 75 years in business danos has been setting the standard for generations become part of something bigger join the team We're currently hiring for a variety of offshore positions in both our production and construction divisions, and you can apply right now at danos.com or call us at 1-833-GO-DANOS. Great jobs, great people. That's Danos.
2: to answer to
3: Hi, this is Boxcar Badger, inviting you to join me and PGA Golf professional Teddy Sliman for Chip Shots. Mondays from 5 to 6 p.m. We'll take an in-depth look at the local,
0: state, and national golf scenes, and we invite you to chip in with your calls at 367-1240.
1: Chip Shots is sponsored by the Coca-Cola Bottling Company, GolfBalls.com, and our local golf clubs. Eagle Ridge, Kane Row, and Sugar Oak.
3: So let's make it tea time for 5 p.m. on Mondays for Chip Shots on Kane. Dream us live on kane 1240com and catch the podcast the next day.
0: Now back to Bayou Sports. Phone lines are open to talk sports at 367-1240. Welcome back to Bayou Sports on this big Monday,
1: October the 24th. And on the line with us is uh, Bob Rose. Good morning, Bob, and welcome to the show.
7: Good morning, guys. Thank you for having me, as always, and happy Monday to everybody out there.
1: Yeah, it's, it's happy, pretty happy uh, for Monday for the college teams in our area, but for the Saints last Thursday night, ho, oh, oh, hold a bus, man. Uh, just uh, uh, people around here just thinking, man, what's it going to take to get the Saints back on track? And I personally believe that uh, they need to get their quarterback back, and they also need to get some wide receivers back and show a little uh, offense.
7: Uh, Yeah, there's no doubt about it, and uh, having that cornerback that wears number 23 come back into the lineup, too, uh, too wouldn't hurt. That might be the biggest loss of the season so far for the Saints is Marshawn Lattimore on the defensive side, uh, because I Guys, as I wrote in my post-game recap the next day, uh, this defense can't stop a junior high team right now. Uh, yeah, that, was, that was abysmal against the Cardinals. Who, uh, and I'll, I'll give Arizona credit. I mean, they have some offensive weapons, and they have some nice defensive pieces. But the Saints were going against an offense that had two uh, interior offensive linemen out, lost a third lineman in the first quarter, and were going against fourth- and fifth-string running backs. And I don't have to remind you what the Arizona offense did to the New Orleans defense all night long. That was, this is the most frustrated I have been with a Saints defense since like 2014, 2015.
1: Yeah, yeah, you think that, uh, you know, there were hype so much as uh, what's going to carry the Saints initially until Winston gets back in a groove would be the defense. And right now the defense is just uh, like Swiss cheese. Uh, they just holes all over the place. And if the Saints can't uh, rectify that and uh, get that uh, changed and up close, uh, it'll be a very long year for the Saints. I mean, they're looking at maybe winning uh, four or five more games. That's it. And I'm not so sure they can do that. But yet, behold – I think the NFC South might be the worst division in the uh, NFC.
7: <laughs> it might very well be, uh, you know, fans. If you're going to take anything good away from this weekend, uh, you know, take solace in the fact that everybody else in the division is playing just, a, and in fact, really in the NFC conference, uh, you know, is playing just as bad as New Orleans. Uh, you know, Tampa Bay went down to Carolina yesterday uh, and uh, lost to the Panthers. Uh, Atlanta. Uh, got trucked over by the Bengals. So the Saints, you know, yeah, they're sitting in last place right now, but they're still only a game and a half That's out of first right. with That's all right. of their divisional opponents yet to be played. That's right.
1: Sitting in first place, I think, uh, the three and four Tampa Bay Bucks and the Atlanta Falcons, I think, are in first place <laughs> in that division. And, and who knows what holds that. And Carolina journeys to Atlanta this weekend. so And the Saints take on uh, the race. So, who knows uh, what's going to transpire in the next uh,
7: week? Your thoughts? Uh, yeah, for sure. I, I, go ahead. Sorry. I was going to say,
2: your thoughts on the Raiders?
7: Uh, I, you know, I'm looking at the Raiders and I see a very physical offense. Everybody knows about Devontae Adams, the wide receiver they traded for this offseason. He's a heck of a weapon. Uh, yeah, Derek Carr is an extremely underrated quarterback, easily top ten in the league, but he could put up numbers with anybody. But what surprised me about the Raiders so far this year is Josh Jacobs and that offensive line for Vegas. Uh, yeah, they are just rolling over people. Uh, yeah, they are taking physical control of football games and dictating to defenses what they want to do. This is going to be a tough offense to contain. Uh, you need Lattimore back in the lineup to you know, to guard against Adams because the, you know, he's not the only weapon the car has to throw to. Uh, you know, Darren Waller, who we're going to be watching all week, because he's dealing with a hamstring injury. Uh, you know, Hunter Renfro, Mac Hollins. These are bona fide, legitimate offensive weapons for the Raiders and they can beat you in multiple ways.
1: Yeah, and also the Raiders, they're, they're one week's spot I think is their passing defense they do give up about uh I want to say 217 yards uh uh, no 263 yards a game in pass defense they give up a game so and that's I want to say that's uh 27th in the league so uh hopefully and what's uh, what's your thoughts on uh, or what are you hearing with regards to Jameis Winston's opportunity to play this weekend
7: uh, first of all, I'm impressed at the research. You got the numbers right. Uh, you you nailed the numbers right on the head. Uh, you know, as far as the Raiders' pass defense, you need to watch out for Max Crosby up front, though. Uh, you know, he is uh, he, he is a top tier pass rusher. Uh, you know, an elite pass rusher, and he can make the difference in a game. Uh, but you're right. Outside of that, the Raiders really don't have you know many defensive pieces that scare you against the pass. Uh, And it's going to be very interesting to see what happens with Winston. We've known that he's dressed the last two weeks and was available for emergency quarterback duties. And I think a lot of us are assuming, you know, Dennis Allen is keeping it pretty close to the vest. A lot of us are assuming with these extra couple days off because of the Thursday game, uh, you know, that uh, that Jameis Winston is probably going to get the start. My money is on Winston being back behind center. Uh, but we're, you know, it, we'll know a lot more when this team convenes for practice on Tuesday. Uh, you know, not so much today because Alan, you know, told the crew to take the weekend off. Uh, we're gonna, you know, we're gonna see these Saints players roll back into the facility, team facility today, but I doubt we'll see much activity on the field. But yeah, look, uh, you know, it, it look for Jameis Winston to be a full participant in practice, especially through Wednesday and Thursday. And if that's the case, I'd be surprised if he did not get the start.
1: Well, Bob, also uh, with regards to uh, Jarvis Landry and Michael Thomas, do uh, you hear anything more with regards to their injuries? And like you said, Lattimore, it would be nice to get him back. And it seems like uh, the Saints also had uh, an offensive lineman out. Throck, I don't know if Throckmar played uh, – uh or Hurst uh I can't remember who was uh situated at left tackle for the Saints in that game and they're talking that uh Trevor Penning uh was getting around with a walking boot you know that number one draft choice their second one and you wonder if he uh maybe towards the end of the year might have some availability for the Saints and if they get Winston back and get on a little roll but boy they got the meat of their schedule coming up in the next three to four weeks
7: yeah, they do. Uh, you know, the bulk of these five losses were you know, have been losses that a lot of us have not predicted. Uh, you know, Tampa Bay, you know, Buccaneers with Tom Brady, you know, is always going to be tough. Uh, the the Panthers, you figured would be a win. Uh, you know, Arizona, you figured would be a win. Uh, you know, this, this team is just underachieving right now. And, and you're right, having these injured players are back, uh, but the account uh, get, getting back is a big help. Uh, But the accountability needs to start on the field and with the coaching staff. I think you're right. I do believe that we'll see Trevor Penning in a Saints uniform on the field before the end of the year. Perhaps even before the end of the month of November, uh, because we're hearing that he's coming along pretty well. Uh, and, you know, this offensive line has played better, much better, in recent weeks, uh, you know, even in pass protection. But you're right, they're a little bit banged up. We're not hearing anything about Andrews Pete and that pectoral injury, but usually when you hear a pec injury for a player, that keeps them out a significant period. And Throckmorton went down against the Raiders, or uh, excuse me, against the Cardinals, uh, and undrafted rookie Lewis Kidd had to come in. Uh, and, you know, kid has played pretty well, uh, but, you yeah, know, that, that's just the, the nature of the lack of depth uh, up front right now. So getting Penning back would be huge. Uh, and, you know, with Thomas and Landry, I don't know. Uh, you know, I, I'm not hearing anything. We aren't hearing anything concrete. Uh, but then again, among, you know, last month at this time, we were hearing, oh, yeah, these guys will only miss a week or two. And, you know, now we're a month later and neither one of them have been in the lineup for four games.
2: Yeah, No doubt. Uh, Bob, always a pleasure. Any final thoughts before we let you go?
7: Uh, yeah, Thanks, guys, for having me on. As always, I enjoy Mondays with you. Uh, and, folks, keep, uh, keep an eye on that injury report. You know, we talked about Winston. Uh, you know, getting Lattimore back is key. Uh, and at least one of these two wide receivers, you know, Landry and Thomas were both productive before they left the lineup. Uh, you know, and getting them back, uh, you know, can only help, uh, you know, superstar rookie Chris Alave. The offense is coming along fine, but we need this defense to actually show up and play up to expectations. No doubt.
2: Bob, always a pleasure. Remind us how to hear and see your work,
7: guys. Thanks again, uh, folks. You can follow me on Facebook. I'm uh, I'm Bob Rose, and Twitter at Bobby R twenty six thirteen. All of my work is through the Saints News Network. We do all the coverage for SI.com dot uh, you know, regarding the New Orleans Saints, and they can be found over on at Saints News on Twitter as well. And catch out our uh, catch our podcast every Wednesday night. It's called the Bayou Blitz also available to be streaming through youtube facebook or twitter and we run every wednesday evening at 8 p.m central time all
2: right bob look forward to chatting with you next monday
7: for sure guys have a great week you, you too. too bob thanks uh, for it. your thoughts
1: once again bob
2: rose com, among other uh, things
1: yeah uh, it's good to have him on he, he's very informed knows what's going on his uh a lot of information from the same personnel so uh Uh, a writer with Sports Illustrated. So uh, good to have him on each Monday talking about the Saints. Uh, Elsewhere today in sports history, October the 24th, 1939, Joe DiMaggio uh, wins the AL MVP while Jimmy Fox is the runner-up. Elsewhere on this date, in nineteen fifty-seven, the uh, Cincinnati Redlegs, as they were called then, uh, they declined to move to Roosevelt Stadium in Jersey City. Uh, they were trying to see if they uh, could get out their their home base, but uh, didn't show. What what uh, would have prompted them to leave? Uh, I, I'm, I think the, the the basically they you know back in those days they saw well Milwaukee moved from Boston. I mean the Braves moved from. Uh, Boston to Milwaukee, and they were drawing 2 million people. And even Walter O'Malley with the Brooklyn Dodgers, you know, Ebbets Field held maybe 30,000 people. And they were going, man, they drawing 2 million people, which was just unheard of back then in the suburbs of Milwaukee. And that posted uh, O'Malley and along with uh, Stone— uh, to move the Giants and the Dodgers to San Francisco and Los Angeles, and uh, the rest is history. As the Dodgers, I think that are the, uh, one of the few teams that have drawn four million people uh, to a, in a season for a baseball game, too. And as you know, the Dodgers and the Yankees, the old Yankee Stadium sat sixty seventy thousand people. The new Yankee Stadium is probably at fifty six, so it's not quite as large and uh, the turnstiles. But who would have thought? what uh, baseball would get in TV revenues. That That's mm-hmm. what's driving everything right now is the TV revenues. And that's why you have three-minute three, uh, three minute, uh, breaks between each half inning, you know, the TV sponsors. Seeing that in college football, too, in the NFL. I mean, uh, five minutes in some regard to change quarters in TV commercials. So, uh, anyway. Uh, 1963 on this date, Sandy Koufax is unanimous Young, winner of the Cy Young Award. Uh, I think he also won the MVP award also. 1974, Billy Martin, named Manager of the Year for the Texas Rangers. In 1979, Billy Martin punches a marshmallow salesman, puts job in jeopardy. I remember that too when he punched that marshmallow salesman. Anyway, in 1986, the Dodgers infield of Bill Russell announces his retirement. And, you know, that infield was together for, say, and Lopes and Russell and Garvey were together for many years until I think Garvey, maybe they traded Lopes and then Garvey uh, moved over to San Diego In 1989, a week after the delay due to the earthquake, the World Series Game 3 is played, and the A's uh, on top of the Giants, and they take it in four games. Who can uh, recall that? In 96, the last game at Atlanta Fulton Cotting Stadium. The Yanks win a record uh, um, eight-straight road postseason win with no losses. So uh, the Braves go down, and uh, they win the World Series many times. And until last year, I think they'd only won it – once in Atlanta with all those pitchers they had, uh I mean uh Hall of Fame pitchers, three of them. 2009, the 19th college football holy war, Notre Dame beats Boston College 20 to 16 in South Bend. Notre Dame's first win in the series in nine years. That's hard to believe. In 2021, Michael Jordan's 1984 Nike Airship sell for you ready. $1.472 million at Sotheby's. A uh, new record for sneakers. That's a new record in my opinion for anything. Anyway, uh, 2021, Tom Brady becomes first quarterback in NFL history to record 600 touchdown passes when he hits Mike Evans in the first quarter of the Buccaneers' 38-3 to route of the Bears in Tampa Bay. And uh, I saw Mike Evans drop one in his hands for a touchdown yesterday on the highlights. And, uh, wow, how things, times have changed. Mm. Birthdays today, 1928, born on this day, Y.A. Tittle, the former LSU and uh, NFL quarterback of Baltimore, San Francisco, and the Giants. He was the MVP in the league in 63. He was considered an old man at 36 back then. He was born in Marshall, Texas. Of course, uh, Y.A. passed away. Five years ago in 2017, born on this date too for you Saint fans was J.D. Roberts. He was a football Hall of Fame guard. A lot of you didn't know that at Oklahoma. He was the Outland Trophy winner back there in '53. He coached the Saints and born in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. And J.D. left us last year in 2021. Deaths on this day, and you got to mention this one. This is the one uh, changed everything in baseball. Jackie Robinson passed away in this date. Um, uh, of um, first African-American uh, baseball player, uh, six-time All-Star, World Series champion, 55 NFL, or excuse me, the a- NL MVP, dies of a heart attack at 53 years of age. Jackie Robinson. He
2: uh, aged way too soon. Uh, he, he was turning gray almost in his final yeah, year's Yes, that's right. You know, all that he had been through as far as being that first African-American and then the civil rights movement that he uh, championed—it uh, just took
1: a toll. Yeah, it did. It did. And Jackie Robinson, what a player too. Edit, uh, he brought back he brought the speed to the game that the game hadn't seen since the dead ball era as uh, Robinson would steal a base. I think he stole home plate to ask Yogi Berra. <laughs> you, Berra still saying, <laughs> Berra was alive today, <laughs> he'd still say he was out at the plate as Robinson stole home in that uh, World Series game. Anyway, I, I just thought a little something different, the quote of the day. How about the all-sport cliches in sports? It starts it off with, he knocks it out the park, a game of inches, lost a step, next man up, ice water in his veins, take one for the team, the GOAT, Monday morning quarterbacks, which we all play. Par for the course, behind the eight ball. Full court press, get the ball rolling, and you have someone in your corner. You know, the sports cliches, Jeff, you could probably go through another no few hundred more in that regard. So, in the meantime, uh, of course, tonight at uh, a little after six, we'll be the CHS Coaches Show with head football coach and AD Scott Watney. We'll have that on tonight. And, uh, Jeff uh, – uh see what Coach has to say about a tough loss uh, this past weekend.
2: Yeah, weird uh, ending to that game. Uh, we are getting some scores coming in after uh, our game we had and uh, just didn't go the Panthers' way, but we'll look forward to Coach Watney's take on it. Uh, tonight after chip shots, which comes in after the 5 o'clock news. Big thanks to our guests today, Westgate's Ryan Antoine, Bob Rose with SI.com, and thanks, of course, to our sponsors, Jacob Landry, candidate for state rep, District number 49, that election next fall, not uh, this fall. Early voting, by the way, begins tomorrow for the November elections. L.A. Classic Roofing, the Quarter Tavern, Cane Row Golf and Turf Club, Swing Insurance, and the Headache and Pain Center. Appreciate their support. Tomorrow, Terry Martin joins us at about 8 o'clock, the head coach at Lorville. News is up next, brought to us by David Funeral Homes, then Lee Kay and the Breakfast Club. Stay with us.
0: You're listening to KANE, 1240 AM and K298CQ, 107.5 FM, New Iberia.